Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies, mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass, y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's thehasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Hello and welcome to the second edition of my Q&A mashup. I hope you guys have been enjoying these if you tuned into last week's episode. We're going to take another bunch of questions that were asked on my YouTube channel over the vlogmas period. Enjoy. <laughs> it's actually from Chelsea. And she said, I just listened to your pod about ovulation and HA. I was curious if you could 
um, could do a podcast like this where you talk about increasing progesterone. And so I chose this one because I have had this question a bunch of times. I feel like anytime someone finally ovulates or maybe they're waiting to get pregnant, they worry that they're not going to be able to, like that, um, you know, there's not gonna be enough progesterone, the pregnancy's not gonna stick or the luteal phase is gonna be too short. And then they kind of ask, is there, what can I do right now to improve it? And then also just in general, the vast majority of people's very first cycle is the the parameters are just not going to be perfect right so we're always wondering well what can i do to increase progesterone to improve luteal phases or improve my chances of pregnancy depending on your goal and my question my answer is actually going to be just go back and watch you know any other video about about improving anything else getting your cycle back improving your chances of ovulation because think about this the corpus luteum, which is what is created in the luteal phase and is what disintegrates if you're not pregnant and, and you bleed or it's what turns into the, the egg, the implants and becomes a baby. That thing starts in the ovary. It starts as the follicle. It is essentially parts of the egg. So the egg and the corpus luteum are one in the same meaning they're originating from the same place. So in general, the health of the egg is what's going to carry you through all parameters of the cycle. So worrying about, you know, just estrogen or just progesterone in a vacuum is less helpful than just zooming out and doing everything you can to optimize all areas of your cycle. And the good news is for the most part, they are the exact same thing like uh, de-stressing, making sure you're fueled, making sure you're not over-exercising, making sure you're not hyped up on stimulants that are causing cortisol to rise a whole bunch. All of those fundamentals, they're gonna carry you through to optimizing your follicular phase and they're gonna carry you through to optimizing your luteal phase and improving ovulation quality and improving egg quality and implantation. So. I hope that that helps that all of those things are going to be helpful to you. So Kelsey, Chelsea, sorry, my bad. And I emailed back and forth one time. I asked for some clarity. Um, and she said that you had mentioned that you have other episodes where you talk about ways to increase it. I've cut out all exercise and increased my calories. I'm just not seeing the signs of ovulation. And I think it's because I have low progesterone. Oh, okay. I only just read that. So again, you, you're you on the right track, right? You're doing the things you need to do to improve ovulation. And it's not, I strongly believe, it's not just because, oh, you need to go focus on progesterone because I just don't think there's really such thing as um, one action you can take to resolve progesterone alone in a vacuum. So obviously... Chelsea, I don't know everything about your entire story. I don't know your history. I don't know anything about it. So I can't really say. But, and, and you're not asking me. You're just like, tell me what to do about uh, low progesterone. So I'm just going to tell you this. You're on track, but you need to do more probably. Just consider how long you've been trying these things. How long have you actually cut out exercise? How long have you actually increased calories? And, um, make sure it's a reasonable time frame because I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh, how long have you made those changes? And people have been like, oh, only a month or two months. And it's like, well, 
just give it a bit more time. Um, but perhaps, like my episode I posted yesterday, perhaps there's a ceiling, right? That you, that you don't want to cross and you want to do to find other ways besides doing the scary thing to like increase progesterone. So I hope that this helped. I hope that this made sense. <laughs> Okay, I hope you enjoyed that one. This next question is all about weight gain. Do I have to go back to my old weight? How much weight am I going to have to gain? So get ready. Hi, I have a question that keeps popping up in my head. Do I need to go back to my biggest weight? I always was overweight as a child. I weighed on my heaviest 80 kilos at 171 centimeters when I was 18 years old. I went down to 55 kilos for two years and then went back up. Now I'm 65 kilos and 28 years old, but still no period. I lost it now at nine years. I read the book, No Period Now What, but I didn't find an answer. Do I need to go back to 80 kilos? Is that my set point weight? I don't think I can do that. I have a problem with gaining weight, but 80 kilos that's just obesity yeah okay there's so much here um 80 kilos is is not just obesity but it's likely that the way you've gone about weight loss in the past has been too fast has been too vigorous has been too intense and that's probably part of the issue so i'm going to recommend that you consider just your approach to weight loss as part of why you've only been able to cycle at 80 kilos um, sorry, I just keep staring at the question and not staring at the camera. My bad. But. Hey, do you know what your blind spots are? As in, do you know what it is, what the thing is that is holding you back from getting your period back? Look, it could be an absolute plethora cornucopia of things. But in our practice, what we tend, the first place we tend to go is what behaviors and habits do you have around food that you may be still doing and these are called blind spots because we just don't necessarily always know that they're an unhelpful habit or that it's something that we're doing whether it be a subconscious or conscious need to control our food or our body or whether it be something that you've just done for so long that it feels normal and like a preference even. We have created a checklist. It's a three-page checklist that goes through food types, behaviors around food, and mindsets around food. And what you do is you go through the lists and you check off and you see which ones are you doing, whether it be daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and how are they potentially affecting your recovery today. So it's a really simple checklist. It's just three pages. You go through it. There's a very simple scoring system to help you figure out um, how much this may be impacting your recovery. And it's just an insightful thing for you to do to help you reflect. And then you can journal about it or you can learn more about it and just start really working at any of the boxes that you checked and understanding that they're playing a role in your recovery. So to get the checklist, all you have to do is go to the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot and we'll send it straight through to you. You can print it off and you can check on it every now and then. I always recommend a reflection point every like four to six weeks. How are you going? Are you still checking that behavior off or have you 
you know, systematically kicked it to the curb. So check it out. It's the hasociety.com forward slash blind spot, and it will be waiting for you there. I think that there's a lot of issues here around weight for you just because, you know, do I need to go back to my biggest weight? I was overweight as a child. I'm afraid to gain weight. 80 kilos is obesity. Like this is extremely weight focused. Um, and I can tell you're very interested in getting your cycle back because your entire Instagram handle is HA underscore recovery. Um, you, you know, I don't have a solid answer for you. I don't know anything really more about you. But the, tr- the likelihood is if you are 65 kilos right now and you were once 80, you know, maybe gaining a few kilos up to 70 or 75 is going to be reasonable for you. I've definitely been as high as like 78 kilos um, at 163 centimeters, I think, 5'4", and um, I was not obese, so that's a total story. Um, are you lean? No. Are you like a size 12 or 14 in some things? Sure. Like a large? Sure. Are you obese? Absolutely not. So that's a story. That's a fear. Uh, that's probably the problem and holding back and restricting food is not going to bring our period back it's what lost the period so you probably do need to continue to gain some kind of weight and whatever you're doing to stop yourself from getting to 80 kilos is probably the problem Um, I think it's unlikely that you have to be at 80 kilos to get your cycle back but depending on the other factors of your life including your genetics but your stress levels your busyness how much you're exercising um, your past metabolic health, your current metabolic health, those things are going to dictate that. The best thing for you to do right now is let your body take the wheel and stop trying to control it and just let whatever happens, happens. Stop holding on to this number. I think one of the reasons you didn't find the answer to do I need to weigh 80 kilos, um, the reason you didn't find that is because it's not like, it's just not how it works, you know? Um, certainly there is some statistics of like certain people got their period back at X body weight, but I find that all to be really unhelpful. I think it causes people to focus on a number that's actually not, probably not accurate for them, right? Uh, it's only accurate for part of the population. And I think when we focus on a number, right, like you have in your head a number, you have a bunch of numbers in your head. When I was 18 at this height, I weighed this. And then when I was this age at this weight, I this happened and it's like there's too many metrics going on I think like you're analyzing it super hard and we need to step back okay if you find yourself analyzing it which is super common right now me compared to this person I should be at this point and this girl over here she's similar to me in this way and she runs this and so I should be at this point with this way and on this timeline stop stop this is control this is not helping you this needs to not this needs to stop okay (laughs) I think like I think at its core that's it for you madam um just because I don't know your name ha underscore recovery I like just you you need to let go of this um this control piece and you need to let your body do what it's gonna do and deal with that fear okay so this question was an interesting one and you're you're about to hear it but it's basically about like can you get pregnant with aha can you get pregnant without having 
ovulated or having your period or you know so we're just going to go over like the basics here about uh how or what it means when someone without a period gets pregnant um we're just going to go over that question what that means and just kind of like get straight on physiology um to help you figure out your next step if you're trying to get pregnant okay danielle p asks I've had HA ever since my son was born four years ago. I just started eating and postpartum anxiety have kept it missing. However, I'm desperate to get pregnant again. I've spoken with a few women who have managed to conceive without having any periods. I was just wondering how common this is and if you rarely see it or if it's more common than people realize. I know I'm grasping at straws, but I've been trying to get my period back for a long, for long, that for so long that I'm feeling a bit hopeless and I've got the baby who badly. Oh, wow. Interesting question, Danny. Okay. So absolutely 100% it is untrue that those people, um, you know, got their period at the back without ovulating. What's happened, those people, the, what they're telling you is that either they got pregnant on their very first recovery cycle, either postpartum or having had HA. Okay. So we know people who have um, gone down the 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 path of getting their cycle back for whatever reason and then they have sex at the right time of their very first ovulation and so they never get their period does that make sense so the egg finally starts producing they ovulate they have had they had sex at that time of ovulation and then they got pregnant and so they never saw a period but those people ovulated this is why i talk so much more about ovulation than bleeding so much more than ovulation because that's actually the mechanism here at play so it's not possible for you to have ha and get pregnant however it is possible for you to recover to be on the process of recovery and get pregnant on your very first ovulation so i hope that that makes sense good luck um yeah keep keep going there's a missing there's a missing piece for you so you got this you can absolutely figure this out um okay great oh well that was fun that was an easy one thanks guys hey there it's me danny and i want to tell you about temp drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option so many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device. So you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are, and that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer we use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping. But once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear 
the TempDrop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, my wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place, and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period, and if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy, or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, Eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural this is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef. And my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient-rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. 
They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.